Welcome to the Build My Online Store podcast, where we discuss everything and anything about running an online store. If you like the podcast, sign up for the mailing list to get news and updates at buildmyonlinestore.com. And now, here's your host, Terry Lynn. Welcome to episode 31 of the Bumline Online Podcast. I'm your host, Terry. And this week, I have Amy from Rocket Copywriting, where she helps small businesses and startup entrepreneurs with their website copies. So this will basically be stuff that goes on your about page, your website copy, and all the text that goes on your online stores. So before we start, we also have another iTunes review, this time coming from the iTunes UK store. Uh, Terry has a great conversational style when interviewing his guests, adding his own comments and insightful questions to the mix. This is quality listening in night bite-sized editions there's a definitive flow in the topics he covers and yet such variety in the guests building confidence in the novice like me about building my online store and just to let you guys know this episode is also brought to you by audible you can get a free audiobook download with a 30-day trial at buildmyonlinestore.com audible uh, i just finished one of my first audiobooks a while ago one by robert green and i'll be going on to my second one soon uh, i've been a big fan of audio learning uh, since about last year when i started getting into podcasts and i think it's a great way to get some knowledge when you're out and about running the subway driving in the car uh, just you know a little add some more productivity to your time and gain some new knowledge so if you want to check out audiobooks and get into it and support the show check it out at buildmyonlinestore.com slash audible. And finally, if anyone wants to do some marketing charity sessions about their online store, uh, do some one-on-one consulting with me to talk about marketing, operations, or anything else, so you can go ahead and shoot me an email at terry at buildmyonlinestore.com. So let's get into this week's episode. Today I have Amy from Rocket Copywriting where we're going to talk about how to design your website copy and if you should hire a website copywriter for your online store. So, good morning Amy, what's going on? Hi Terry, how are you? Hey, not bad, yourself? I'm doing great, thanks. Alright, so let's just get started then. So, uh, what's your background and how did you get into copywriting? Well, I started out in IT sales and client relationship management. Um, and I, I enjoyed those roles but I never really quite felt fulfilled creatively or professionally. And since I've written prose and poetry and have written creatively since a very early age, it uh, wasn't really until I was introduced to copywriting through American Writers and Artists, Inc., uh, that I fell in love with this medium of marketing communication. When I realized that I could make a very good living doing something that I love, I started Rocket Copywriting in 2010 and haven't looked back. I get the feeling that you know, you have the kind of starving artist, writer crowd who's trying to, you know, write a book, become a journalist. And then you have, on the other side, you have copywriters that seem to make decent money, right? Like, how does the industry work in terms of being a writer in different fields? Well, you know, it's, um, and that's very true. A lot of copywriters are creative writers or journalists. And copywriting is just a great way to make a living writing, even though it's marketing writing, it's sales writing, it's, you know, optimization. It's just a way for them to practice their craft in a different format, but still make a living writing. And I think that's really what I fell in love with because, of course, you know, I'm an aspiring screenwriter and this is a great way for me to keep my skills sharp in a different medium, but it's just something that I love to do. So I think that you have a lot of different 
types of writers that are also copywriters because it's it is a very good way to make a living. Mm-hmm. I understand that you're also a certified SEO copywriter. How is that a little different than regular copywriting? Uh, well, the the SEO cert, uh, copywriting certification is uh, something that. I learned about through uh, Heather Lloyd Martin, who is uh, really the authority on SEO copywriting. Uh, she started the certification a number of years ago and uh, through her company, SuccessWorks. I'm not exactly sure how I, I think I was introduced to her through the web, of course, on LinkedIn and maybe through American Writers and Artists. I found out about the certification and I just realized that this was going to be a great way for me to differentiate myself from other copywriters in terms of writing for the web and understanding you know, how to optimize content properly and best practices uh, for SEO copywriting. So that's what I decided to do. And so, you know, I was browsing on some websites about, you know, look when you're looking to hire a copywriter. And there was a site I found that was like, you know, some common objections in hiring a copywriter. And I guess the biggest one that says, uh, you know, as a business owner, you know your business the best. So how, why should you hire a copywriter to do your copy for you? That's a that's a question I hear a lot. And it's actually true. Uh, the business owner uh, really knows their business better than than anyone else. That doesn't really necessarily mean they know how to write great copy. That is both search engine optimized and structured in a specific way for higher conversion rates. And when I say conversion rates, that obviously means for website visitors to fill in the opt-in uh, pop-up window, subscribe to your email list, or make a purchase, you know, so on and so forth. So I think that once they realize that this is a very specific skill set, then they understand that they partner with a, with a qualified copywriter to understand their business, and then they can find that they have higher conversion rates, higher sales over the course of time, and higher rankings. And do you find copywriting for businesses more to be like a science or an art? I think it's a little bit of both. Copywriting is a skill that you're constantly honing. It's not something that you just wake up one morning and you decide I'm going to be a copywriter. It's something that you have to be trained in. It's something that you have to constantly uh, seek out continuing education. But I also think that there is an element to having that sort of natural ability to converse and to communicate an idea, benefits and features of something. So I think it's a combination of that artistic expression, but also having the skills of business communication and business acumen and a love of marketing. I'm the type of person where I go, I pass by a billboard and I notice, you know, good copy or bad copy. And, um, People think I'm crazy, but I just <laughs> I'm always commenting on whatever marketing messages that I see. So. so, so what do you say to a business owner who says, you know, why should I pay someone else to do it when I can do the writing myself? Well, I think my question would be to that business owner: you could do the writing yourself, but why would you? And would it bring you the results that you're looking for? Uh, most of the business owners that I know, most entrepreneurs, only have enough time and attention to focus on running their business. Uh, not writing pages of web and sales copy. Um, It's really a matter of time, efficiency, and it's also a matter of skill. Uh, Some people are brilliant business leaders, but they're just not very good writers. And since time is money, uh, business owners need to ask themselves, what is my time worth? And chances are they want to spend it orchestrating a marketing plan 
not actually doing each marketing task themselves. Yeah, I think you're right because writing is a very nebulous task for, I guess, even entrepreneurs. Like, I mean, you look at every blogger that's been doing it for like two, three years. They always say, you know, the first few posts I did were just horrible. And, and you look at it and it actually is kind of horrible. <laughs> Absolutely. When you're writing copy for a business, uh, you know, how do you make the voice sound the same that is coming from the business? Like, how do you make it sound authentic that it's uh, coming from the owner or the business? You, you really have to immerse yourself in a business. Uh, when you take on a new client, I think it has to be a vertical uh, that you feel comfortable with writing, whether you have as, an, as a writer, a lot of copywriters have experience in the corporate world in other roles. Um, however, even if you don't have experience in that particular vertical, it's really important that you feel comfortable with it and that you immerse yourself in it. And I think that that comes back to the idea that research is the most important part of writing good copy because that is where you're going to find the brand voice. That's where you're going to find the, that identity of, of the business. How did the business come to be? There's always a story behind every business. There's always a story be, behind, you know, why was this business created and what is your unique, uh, you know, sales proposition? Those are in, those are questions that lead to then who's your target market. And once those targeted questions are answered, the copy just kind of tends to form naturally. Readers are very sophisticated and copy that is filled with hype and does not sound authentic will not be effective in, I think, converting uh, readers into either uh, prospects or buyers. Yeah, you really see that on the internet where maybe like, you know, five, ten years ago, you had these really hypey, you know, red flashy tests saying, you know, buy my $70 ebook and, you know, you'll become a millionaire. And so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, I feel that's like lower grade copyright. And where, you know, how do writers like yourself distinguish from, you know, the lower grade content on the internet? There's a lot of schlocky copy, just like you mentioned. And I think differentiation comes with uh, having particular type of presence on the web, having the experience, having the, you know a really good website, having social media, um, having indicators that you understand how to market yourself so that you can understand how to market someone else's business. I also think too that there's no getting around proper training for a copywriter. Copywriting is not journalism. It's a separate, skill set. It's really speaking more in a vernacular tone so that you know, a conversational tone so that it, it would be the same as having a conversation with a friend recommending a certain product or service. And so since you brought that up, what are some kind of red flags we should be aware of if we're looking for a copywriter? Anyone who can um, spot poorly written content or things that are not structured properly, poor grammar is in really another red flag. Um, I'd say copy that is very hypey and salesy sounding. I mean, the purpose of good copy is to sell a product or service. However, like I said before, the, the type of, of reader that is out there is very sophisticated and they're, they're going to be able to see copy that is just, you know, very poorly written and doesn't, isn't structured the correct way, doesn't flow. Um, and a lot of times, especially on the web, if it's stuffed with keywords, then that's, that's really where you can tell that that's not a copywriter who 
you know, knows what they're doing. I have the privilege of being, you know, networked with a lot of very skilled copywriters. And a lot of times it's just a matter of, you know, asking someone that you know, you know, have you worked with a copywriter or, or just a copywriter, you know, through LinkedIn or some other way, because like I said, when you start working with someone, it'll, it'll be apparent pretty much right away if that person is not skilled at what they're doing. I mean, if your value proposition is good enough and you know your customer well enough, the copy kind of should just present itself, right? Without much hype that you need to add into it. Right. I mean, there has to be, um, definitely you have to ask for the business. I mean, that's part of one of the, the basic tenets of, of sales. You have to have properly positioned and structured calls to action. However, if you're not building the value up to what you know they call in sales the close or the call to action, you're not going to have very many conversions because you haven't convinced anyone of the value. And this goes into another problem I always see is that entrepreneurs always focus on the features instead of the benefits. Uh, kind of what are your thoughts on that as a copywriter? Um, I think that's that's an excellent observation. I think that people really need to uh, realize that people aren't interested in what are the features of a certain product or service. They want to know what the the value is going to be for them. So what is the what is the benefit of that feature? How is that going to solve a problem? Because when you really get down to it, the only reason for a product or service to exist is to solve a problem for somebody. So once you figure out how to solve a problem, then you know how to write that copy. The XYZ components of your widget or whatever you're selling is really not of any interest or importance to your consumer. I mean, it, it might be good to have that on there just to fully explain, you know, the, the feature of your service or product. But uh, at the end of the day, people just want to know how what you're offering is going to help them in some way, shape or form. Yeah, And I guess you see this a lot in the kind of the tech world, right? Where, you know, this big tech company makes like a software, you know, it can do this, it can do that, it can do this, it can do that. Or, you know, a startup guy that says, I want to build the next Instagram plus Lyft right. that can you know, change the world, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny, though, because I kind of fell into this mode really early on, too. And then, you know, someone kind of knocked the sense into me that, hey, you know, it's not about you. It's about them. That's absolutely. That's probably the most true statement about going into business uh, that you'll ever hear. It, it isn't about you. It is about uh, it is about your your customer, your client. So if you can focus on the best way to solve a problem, you, you'll never be out of business, I guess is what I'm saying. If you can solve a problem effectively, you'll never be out of business. Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's move into a little bit about content marketing because you kind of brought that up a little bit. So, uh, you know, what do you say to the business owner that says, you know, why do I need content marketing and how is this going to help my business? Definitely. I think a lot of business owners don't understand what content marketing is. Just as marketing is a, a pursuit that will never, it's, it's a goal that will never be reached in terms of finality, they need to continue to put out content so that their brand is ever present, you know, in the minds of their consumer, client, customer. Um, that could be, you know, having a, a blog on their site, uh, that could be writing articles, that could have a white paper. I think a lot of companies are moving into the ebook arena. There needs to be a constant flow 
of not necessarily uh, a mountain of content, but good content produced regularly because that is an integral part of their SEO efforts, which again is, you know, how people find them on the web. And Google has become, you know, so sophisticated that they recognize, you know, the spammy links and and the black hat type of methods to to enhance ranking that uh, you really can't get around the fact that content marketing is is one of the best ways to truly, in in the very best way, uh, raise your ranking and and improve your SEO. The content marketing has many different components to it, and every single type of content marketing may not fit every single business. The the key would be sit down and talk with someone who knows something about content marketing, who's an expert in it, who can actually say, okay, well, maybe we'll do this, but not that. And we'll, you know, try to get the basics down first. You know, I I say the cornerstone is really, you know, your website's your cornerstone for your, all your marketing on on the lines. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things when you're doing content marketing and copywriting is finding the ideal customer, right? Like the ideal persona, that you're writing to with the voice. So how do you start finding this out when, you know, initially you might have no idea? I'd say to find your target market, you have to first, you know, you have to know your what, what it is that you're offering because in each product or service, there has to be a target market in mind. Um, and, and that understanding of your target market is, is one of the um, absolute most important foundations of creating your brand voice and and good copy that goes with that brand voice. So um, I'd have to say that deciding, you know, your target market, how to find these people, you have to, first of all, know what your product or service is through different channels of social media, uh, targeted advertising, and things of that nature. You can um, start to, to get brand awareness and things like that and get people to your site. Uh, but I think that the finding the target market is really the question has to be asked before you offer the product or service because you have to know who you're trying to reach first. So if you're trying to reach college students, that's going to be a completely different marketing effort than if you're trying to reach um, empty nesters and so on and so forth. So I think once you, you know, if you have an idea for a product or service, you have to have that target market already in mind. And in terms of finding them, uh, it's really that that's a, a that's a customized plan that you have to come up with. And I think that for business owners, you really need the help of a professional, you know, both an internet marketing professional, maybe an agency, and a copywriter. It's a beautiful dance of copywriting and 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 marketing that come together to form this whole thing we call digital marketing. But in terms of finding the target market, I think you really need to be specific with with what you're you're offering, and then and then strategize how to find that target market um, with you know the help of people that can you know strategize the the digital component for you. Yeah, exactly. And I guess I don't know if there's an answer, but in some ways it seems it's like a real chicken or egg thing, right? Like you have your value proposition, but you don't know if it's for the right target, and then you kind of have to keep adjusting it, repivoting until it's matched on both sides, right? Yeah, well, and that's true. I mean, just like if there's, 
you know, something that needs adjustment on your product or service. It's a, a constant state of improvement. We're always trying to improve. You know, we get the, the results of our marketing. That's why it's really important to have marketing that you can measure. Because if you can't look at the reports and see how many people, especially like in, let's say, email marketing, how many people actually opened your email and read it? How many people clicked through to this? How many people opted into your, to your email list? Those kinds of things. If you don't have the chance to measure what, what it is you're doing, you can't adjust your strategy. And that's really an ongoing process. And even if you're a company that does it really, really well, there's always room for improvement because, you know, it's, it, there's so many competitors out there. The, the web is just saturated with a lot of people doing similar things that you have to constantly be on top of it in order to differentiate yourself. One thing I see a lot is you see these businesses where they kind of have really old copy that's maybe like 10 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts about that? You know, what, what kind of, maybe they just put it on there and they forgot about it, right? Like, what do you say to the business owner that needs an update? I think a lot of business owners um, make the mistake of they get a really slick website. They spend thousands of dollars on this really gorgeous website, no matter what the platform is. They write the content and they just leave it there. And they don't realize that the fresh content on their site is what's going to get them more traffic over time. You know, yes, there are pages on a site that will be static for, you know, a period of time. There's no sense to write your about page every single month or even every six months if there's really not a lot of change. I would say that it's a really good idea to update your, definitely have a blog, have a part of your website that's updated, you know, regularly and have a really good content management system on the back end of your website when you have it designed so that you can upload that content or give those you know, is set up an admin uh, account for a copywriter to go in and make those changes. In terms of uh, the static copy, I do see a lot of that. And a lot of you can you can just tell by how they're writing and the terms that they're using, that it's very 2005, 2004. And those are the types of companies that for whatever reason, they're just not understanding that it's not just their website, it's their um, it's the content that really makes the difference. It's kind of like when you when you take five thousand dollars, let's say, on average, and you invest in a really nice website, and then you have you know all the, the content written by the you know executive assistant or an intern or someone like that. Uh, it's kind of like the the blue Tiffany box. Everyone knows the legendary beauty and quality of a Tiffany diamond. And you open it up and it's like finding a gumball machine ring in the box. And it's not what you're expecting, you know. It's the content is the imagined ring on the inside of the box. And that's what people really want. People want to be able to read, to, to get their information quickly, to get it in a well-written, easy-to-understand format, and then be able to make a decision about whether or not, you know, your, your business is... A, po a potential solution for 
uh, your problem or something that you're needing. So yeah, and the copy that makes my eyes roll, eyes roll when I look at some corporate websites is like the ones that go like you know, you know, we believe people are our greatest asset. You know, we treat our clients you know as if you're number one. And <laughs> I mean, you're laughing because you see that everywhere, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, as uh, anyone will tell you, vague doesn't cut it. You know, the whole idea of you know, customer is always right. Customer's number one. Well. Sure, but what does that really mean, and and how is that related? Everything has to be related back to your product or service. Sort of these circa 1990 mission statements really don't have a whole lot of. They don't. People won't care what your mission statement is. People want. Um, you know, so many times I just as a consumer, I'll experience customer service that is just, you see the people on the ad, the ad saying one thing, and then if you become a customer and you're receiving crummy service, it makes you want to pull your hair out because they're not walking their talk. It, the best way to show a mission statement or a differentiator is, is in the content and in the copy, but it's also in the, the leadership down, how your company is actually treating your customers. Because you can have all the conversions you want, but if you're not backing it up with sterling customer service and also treating your employees well and treating your employees, because if you treat your employees well, that in turn trickles down to treat your clients and customers well, then all the well-written copy in the world and the pretty websites in the world isn't going to help you. So, And having a stock photo of a lady with a headset smiling is not enough, right? <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I see that everywhere, and I'm like, oh my god, what are these guys doing? Like, I like, know. And the thing is, like, a lot of these businesses still just have this standard mission statement, and then a contact us. But you know, why would I contact you when you know ten other businesses in the same field have the same website? There's just no differentiation. Right. So, what are some good examples of businesses that you've seen that have really great content marketing that we can kind of go follow? Uh, you know, I'd say my favorite. Is probably Copy Blogger and uh, HubSpot. Those are two companies that really, I just think, they have the formula down. If you can say it's a formula, I mean, it's different for every company, but the most successful content marketers that I see are uh, companies like them, Copy Blogger and HubSpot, that keep their strategies simple. They keep their content very targeted and very high quality and they do it consistently that's the key is that that whole consistency keeping your brand and your brand message front of mind of your prospect you know it can be a slippery slope because you don't necessarily know how often to do that but uh, I think that since I've been doing this for a while those are the two companies that I see doing it really really well and it shows in their their web presence and their success. And so content marketing and copywriting are kind of really hard to measure. So what are some metrics that you tell uh, business owners that you work with that, you know, we're making progress and, you know, here's how things have changed? Some things are very measurable and other things are more, they're, they're a little bit more gray. Um, typically, when I take on, like, say, a website rewrite, I'll, sometimes my client will already have, you know, partnered with their internet marketer to provide a list of keywords so that, you know, but I can also go in and do keyword research. And then once I've um, actually written the, the web copy, then we take a look, 
you know, after a month or two as to, you know, the Google Analytics and things like that. So we see who we're attracting. Uh, also, you know, a lot of it is is in the way you measure it is in the call to action. So, you know, how many people have opted into your email um, distribution list? Some of that is email marketing, uh, sending out emails and then seeing, you know, measuring through. And, and there's several different types of uh, email marketing, you know, products that you can use like MailChimp and, and Constant Contact that will show you detailed reports of who's clicked, who's opened, who's clicked through, um, and how that translates into, you know, where your sales are coming from. Also, uh, your rate of engagement, uh, which that comes into like social media. How many fans are you attracting? Because, you know, content is also really important in social media. Uh, because, you know, social, social media is searchable. And if you're using terms, you know, whether it be like Twitter with a hashtag or things like that, um, you know, measuring how many fans and followers you're getting. So, but I'd have to say in terms of the um, hard and fast numbers, the best way to look at that is through, you know, Google Analytics. And so, you know, since you talked about email opt-ins, you know, what have been some good kind of email marketing content bait, I guess, that you've seen that's worked well to get people to do the call to action? Well, I think it all starts with the subject line. Um, it has to be a very succinct and it has to ask usually a provocative question about some sort of challenge or problem that people are having that you believe you have the answer to. So I think I w was reading recently about, I think it was copy blogger that put out the five most uh, influential words in the English language. The all five, you know, escape me, but I think there's something like get, uh, you, free, and there were a couple others that uh, were really hot button type of words that people uh, will, you know, take a moment and uh, open that email and see what it's about. But also think too that keeping things to the point. Uh, one of the things that I learned uh, in my SEO copywriting course in studying for my certification was don't say in five words what you can say in three. So keep it really targeted to the point with not manipulative but provocative words that people will take notice. So if you're trying to reach a certain demographic of students who have loans that they, you know, that they need to pay back and you're offering some sort of product that can help them, you know, structure those payments, let's say, uh, then you need to write a headline that will, you know, appeal to them that will say something like, are you drowning in student loan debt or something to that effect? When you're asking a question, you automatically, and not a yes or no question necessarily, it can be open-ended, but if you're asking a question, you immediately uh, strike a chord with people because they have to think about what you're asking. Even if it's not necessarily something they're going to act on, they automatically start thinking about it. So I think that when you have a very succinct headline, sometimes in the form of a question, but definitely if it's a form of a statement, a, a, a confident statement that has provocative verbiage in there, then your, your open rates will increase. And also, um, you know, 
the opt-ins as well. Uh, opt-ins, when you have something, you have to make it worth their while and you have to explain very, very uh, succinctly how you're going to do that. So yeah, and I guess uh, you, know, you can ask the question and find the answer by signing up in the email list, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's another point is that you are offering, meaning you like any business owner, a very valuable service. So you don't want to give away all your secrets. You want to keep some of your cards, you know, close to your chest so that people understand, you know, I'm going to give you enough information that's going to make you realize, hey, this is great stuff. He or she really knows what they're talking about. I need to get in contact with them to see how they can help me. Um, but you definitely don't want to give away, you know, too much information because, you know, whether that's a, a, you know, white paper, free report, you know, any kind of, of content or a webinar, webinars are, you know, increasingly popular. You definitely don't want to give away too much information because obviously, you know, people are in business to make money and that's how, you know, you're going to, you're going to be able to do that. But you have to demonstrate that the content that you are offering, the information you're offering is worth someone's time and ultimately money. Yeah, and you'll notice this on some websites, you know, you'll see the box and you'll opt in right away and some you're like, oh, I don't really care. You know, you can play with different types of, of opt-in teasers. If it's just something very generic, it's like, eh, you know, why, why bother with that? I can find that anywhere else without putting in my information. And, and the, the, the information of their name and email address is really sort of like the, um, the gold pieces of the internet. Uh, those, you know, having a, a good email distribution list is worth its weight in platinum. So, um, you get, you know, the good quality leads, people who want just more than free information, they're actually looking for a solution to a challenge that they're having, uh, are they exactly the kind of people that you want to attract. Uh, where can we find you online if we want to kind of get in touch and uh, find more about you? Sure. Um, my website is rocketcopywriting.com, and that's uh, R-O-C-K-I-T, copywriting.com. And my email is amy, A-I-M-E-E, -E, at rocketcopywriting.com. All right. Very cool, Amy. I think that's it. Well, uh, thank you so much, and we'll keep in touch, okay? Okay. You too, Terry. Thank you. To get more information about running an online store, visit our website at buildmyonlinestore.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Build My Online Store podcast. <laughs>